Chapter Summaries Chapter 1 Summary We are introduced to Izzy, a 17-year-old girl who has been in the foster system since her mother was sent to jail for shooting her husband in her sleep. She is exploring the grounds outside of an old Willard State Asylum while her foster mom begins salvaging items for the museum inside. She is thinking about her father's dead, bloody body lying on her parents' bed. She always thinks about that night. She's had nightmares about it ever since it happened ten years ago, and wonders if she'll ever find peace. Her mother had been in Elmira Psychiatric Center after killing her father. She had shot him in the head with a shotgun. Now her mother is in a state prison. She finds a few goslings in the grass, which she assumes to be sick or dead, and approaches them. They turn out to be faking it, and the parents charge at her. This amuses her. She learns about what Willard was, and about the conditions in which the patients were kept. We come to learn that Izzy really likes her foster family. She's never had one as nice as Peg and Harry. They were caring and looked out for her best interests. When Peg offers to buy her some new clothes, we are led into one of Izzy's secrets, the scars on her arms. Izzy learns that as many as 50,000 people died at Willard, and she begins to wonder if any of them had the chance to tell their stories. Chapter 2 Summary We meet Clara, a young woman currently being locked up by her parents for wanting to choose a life for herself. After her brother's death, she began to leave the house, merely using the same excuse time and time again to tide her parents over. She had met a poor Italian immigrant with whom she fell in love and hoped that her parents would accept him. When they didn't, she became incensed, angry that they would treat him so rudely. Her parents then informed her that she would be engaged to a man named James who would be able to provide her with the same quality of life she had grown up with. But Clara doesn't want this, claiming that just because her parents married for money didn't mean that she would, too. As she decides to leave the house, realizing that she doesn't have any other option, her father phones the lieutenant and informs him that his daughter is having some type of episode. Chapter 3 Summary Izzy attends her first day of classes at Lakeshore High School. It's a very small school, and there haven't been any new students for a long time. Izzy is nervous and is trying to remember which papers she needs to bring to whom. A boy knocks her over by accident and sends her papers flying. Only one other boy stops to help her pick them up, a boy with raven-black hair whose name she later discovers to be Ethan. In class, she's ridiculed and teased. Someone even throws a condom at her. She thinks about her previous experience in other schools and knows that it's best to avoid the clique of mean girls. After class, a girl named Alex approached her and offers to be friends. She tells Izzy to stay out of Sharon's way. Sharon is Ethan's girlfriend, and Alex says that she has already lost one strike because Ethan defended her, telling Luke to let her pass by him in class. Sharon walks by them and reminds Alex to bring tequila to the party, and tells Izzy she can come too. Alex tells her that she said that to her to make her look like a liar. Izzy feels like it is going to be a long year. Chapter 4 Summary Clara is now being kept at the Long Island home for nervous invalids. She is now about two or three months pregnant and wishes to convince the doctor to let her out so that she may unite with Bruno and raise her child with him, free from the oppression of her parents. She thinks of her child and how much she already loves her. 
she's sure it's a girl. She wonders what her mother had felt while she was pregnant, and wonders if she had felt annoyed waiting to hand the thing to a nanny and get on with her life. She related that she writes her father every day to come home, as his word means much more to the doctors than her own, but he has only written her two letters thus far. The first told her the stay was for her own good. She's about to read the second, hoping that her parents will let her come home. She knows the engagement will be called off as soon as James finds out that she's carrying another man's baby and that her parents would likely disown her. She recalls asking the doctor if she can leave and trying to explain that she does not have a condition and that her father is keeping her in the home because she stood up to him. She watches as the doctor twists her words and questions her version of reality. She remembers the way she tried to pack in order to leave her parents' home.